real quick little uh, warning, couple warnings before you get into this episode. Uh, this isn't my usual shit, man. Uh, I'm getting hella serious on this, kind of emotional, uh, just being real as fuck, realer than I've ever been on this podcast. Well, you know I always keep it real, but, you know, I've never got serious like this before. Um, so if it bothers you to hear about, uh, troubled past and, uh, relationships and, uh, addiction and shit, turn this one off. But, uh, also, I got a new podcast, uh, recording mic. I got a Yeti Nano and, uh, this podcast, well, this part I'm recording on my phone, but the most of the bulk of the podcast I recorded on my computer and I didn't realize how sensitive the mic was and I kept tapping on the desk with a fucking pen so like the whole time throughout this podcast episode it sounds like somebody's playing a fucking bongo drum in the background and it stops it comes and goes I didn't do it the whole time but just a warning but uh yeah man thanks for listening uh have a good one Bye. Bye. These action figures on my shelf, man, they drive the ladies crazy. Look, I'm watching comic book movies, so they wanna have my baby. Look, look. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy Hero Bishop, back in this thing with another nerdcore podcast. And I usually talk about movies and shit, but today I'm talking about what's up with the X in my name, man. And uh, y'all better get ready uh, for some trigger warnings, because I'm about to get deep into some shit. I'm talking about sobriety, the straight edge, 12-step program, all that bullshit. So if you ain't ready for shit to get real, real raw and real... I'd turn this one off. You know I'm going to try to keep my uh, usual hero bishop humor and be a funky town boy. But we might go off the rails a little bit into some other zones, into some other territories. Because I'm just getting real with y'all, man. I'm getting spiritual with y'all. But not in like a, I will cast you down. Judgment of God. Nothing like that, man. I'm talking about different philosophies from all all motherfucking zones because in my opinion most religions are based off the same thing man you know what I'm saying and to me God is the earth God is the universe and everybody's God so motherfucker you better respect yourself and you better respect the people around you so there's things in Christianity I agree with things I don't agree with, like the judgment and all that other shit. There's things in Buddhism I agree with, uh, Hindu religions, uh, I really agree with the ancient Toltec way of life. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. But anyway, I didn't get in here to get on a religious tangent, but part of what I'm going to get into eventually with this conversation has a bit of a spiritual tone to it. And uh, I guess, you know, my religious, my not my religious, because I'm not religious, but my spiritual beliefs align more with my uh, Native American ancestors. It's weird because, uh, you know, 
back back in my family history, we got we got some Cherokee blood running through our veins. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my mom's from Oklahoma. Part of her family was relocated there during the Trail of Tears, according to some of my family lore. But uh, yeah, man, my 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 spiritual beliefs align more with the uh, Native American outlook. But uh, anyway, what's up with the X in my name? Why why ain't it just Nerdcore? Why is it just Nerd X Core? Well. The X stands for the straight edge. I got an X tattooed on my face. I got some other X's on my body. I've been claiming straight edge for over 10 years. And eventually, now, now hold up. Let me tell you where the, where the straight edge comes from first. In the 1980s, when 77-style uh, punk was kind of fading, you know, it was all about drugs, Sid Vicious-style party and an excess and uh in washington dc there was a new well i mean this this music style was popping off in california too in the late 70s and early 80s hardcore punk but a certain style of it popped off in washington dc based around bands like teen idols and minor threat who shared the same members specifically the singer ian mckay and other bands of that era and they had a philosophy called straight edge. It meant they didn't drink, smoke, or do drugs. And a lot of times it meant not just sleeping around with a bunch of different people, you know, as if that was a drug, man. And these bands would put X's on their hands because that they X'd your hands up when you were under 21 to go into shows. And they kind of took that as a sign of pride. So the X became something that represented the straight edge. And it flourished in the 80s. Other bands like Chain of Strength got, you know, latched onto it. And then in the 90s and the 2000s, there was all kinds of bands. Some of my favorites were like Have Heart, Vitamin X, Chain of Strength. You know, that that was more 80s. Gorilla Biscuits, 80s. But anyway, there's a lot of straight-edge bands. If you want to know the straight-edge bands, Google them. But the band that specifically got me interested in the straight edge and probably saved my life was a band called AFI. A lot of people now are like, AFI, man, fuck AFI, that's weak-ass pussy music. But AFI used to be one of the most badass hardcore punk bands coming from the East Bay of California. A lot of people would call it East Bay hardcore. But to me, they melded perfectly two genres of music, genres of music that I like a lot. And that was like goth music and death rock and like hardcore punk, especially with the album Black Cells and the Sunset. And Black Cells and the Sunset, I'll probably go on record as saying, is my favorite album of all time. And I spent years playing in punk bands trying to rip off Davey Havoc's vocal style, man. It was, some might say it was sad, but I'll try to say it was inspiration, man. I wasn't ripping off Davey Havoc, man. I was just inspired, bro. But anyway, um... I started doing drugs and drinking heavily at the age of 13. And uh, my father introduced me to him, uh, you know, smoking weed, drinking beer, and it just got worse and worse, man. Uh, You know, and this, you know, my mental health was really bad, man. I got a lot of resentments. I'm not going to get into some of the shit that happened to me, but I didn't live a very charmed life, man. And, uh, you know, drugs and alcohol were what helped me escape myself and uh, forget who I was, dude, because my mental state was so fucked up. And, like, 
I, one thing led to another, dude. Weed and alcohol wasn't enough. I would do anything on the table. I would take pills. I would huff paint. I would huff duster. Uh, I would just do anything, man. Any drug on the table, I would do it. If it was there in my face, I wanted to do it because I wanted to forget who I was, man. And I lived a very shitty, selfish, sloth lifestyle for a long time. I got into comic books and all that shit in middle school, and I was really into that, and I just totally forgot that shit, man. Threw it to the wayside, and my only concentration was to play punk rock, be an anarchist, uh, concentrate on trying to be like Sid Vicious and Dwayne Peters and some of my heroes like that, and just get wasted all the time, steal, and cause chaos, man. But my addiction was strong, and I was a shitty person, and I'm not proud of that person. And I'm way far away from that lifestyle. It's a lifestyle I want to forget and a lifestyle that I'm not proud of. But somewhere along the line, I got into a band called AFI. And I listened to them for years just thinking they were like another shitty punk band. But then they started to change. They got melodic. Their lyrics were always thoughtful. But they got more thoughtful, more pensive, more involved, adding in these kind of goth sounds to the hardcore punk. And it really touched me. And around the age of 20... 1920, I can't remember. The lines are blurred in those years because I was on so many drugs and so much alcohol and trying to forget who I was. But I found out that the singer was straight edge. And I was like, straight edge, man, what's straight edge? And it was a lifestyle where he didn't do drugs or alcohol and he had a clear head and he was even a vegan. And I was like, dude, if this guy can do this, I can too, man. I don't have to be this way. I don't have to destroy myself. And so I started looking into that and it led to other bands, like I mentioned, Minor Threat, Chain of Strength, Have Heart, Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of Today. And I was like, man, dude, this is something I can really relate to. I can get out of this lifestyle. I can stop being this person, dude. And so I started claiming Straight Edge, man. And that, uh, that Straight Edge and Hardcore Punk was a big part of my life, hence, you know, calling my shit Nerdcore. And, you know, when I got out of the drugs and the alcohol and into the straight edge, I played in many bands for years, hardcore bands, punk bands, always representing and adopting this straight edge lifestyle. Eventually, it led to veganism. I was vegan for about three years. It was kind of hard back in the day. And so I went to vegetarian. And uh, now it's real easy to be vegan. So I'm vegan again, and I've been vegan five years. But... Basically, to make a long story short, AFI and other straight-edge bands saved my life and led me to the straight-edge. But somewhere along the line, I didn't realize I traded the addictions of drug, drugs and alcohol for other addictions like working out, uh, sex addictions, even porn addictions, <laughs> shopping addictions, buying stuff, and uh, you know, either eating hardly any food at all, or eating too much, binge eating. And, uh, you know, I tried to fight those. They came, they went. And, uh, you know, for years I was just like, oh, those are other problems, they're not addictions. And I denied them, you know. And I was like, well, I'm straight edge, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. Those aren't addictions. And for years I tried to stop and deny those other addictions. And, uh, just act like they weren't there and then uh about five years ago I met my wife um actually if you want to talk about addictions 
I was in so many codependent relationships, which is an addictive trait. Um, I've actually been married two times before. Um, foolish, I know, you know, but those were hard times in my life. And when you when you give up the addictions to drugs and alcohol, and you're really an addict. See, I was a guy that Clint was claiming to be straight edge, but that was almost like a thing I was using to deny that I was an addict who was unhappy with himself and traded those addictions for other addictions and uh, like codependent relationships and all the other stuff I talked about. Anyway, those two marriages obviously ended in divorce because they weren't for the right reasons, you know. They were young girls. My first wife was 18. My second wife was 20. And, uh, you know, my insecurities caused me to somewhat try to control them a bit. And, you know, they both ended up cheating on me. And, you know, it's not my fault or theirs. You know, it takes two to tango. But uh, definitely, you know, they didn't have to cheat on me if they loved me. But definitely my addictive personality and my uh, codependent relationships, way of being, way of feeling contributed to that too. It's all water under the bridge now, man. I told you guys I was getting serious on this one, man. I hope this ain't freaking anybody out, man. But sometimes, you know, it ain't all jokes and me acting like a fucking dumbass, you know. I just want to get serious on this. So, uh, I'm fucking, this is a big kind of risk pouring my heart out like this. But uh, I actually decided uh, to start the 12-step program and... I guess this is just part of it, man. This is therapy. But about five years ago, I met my wife, dude. Um, she's such a wonderful woman, you know. We fight and stuff sometimes just like every couple, but, you know, it's my fault too. And uh, she completely changed her life, moved here from Philadelphia. She got sober too, and she had a lot going on there for her. Um, she was in hair school. She was in a good salon. She was living life. She was happy. And uh, she totally flipped her whole life to come here. And uh, when she moved here, I was still playing in punk bands. And, you know, that was another obsession, trying to be famous and trying to fill my heart with the joy I didn't have in it. And uh, she got pregnant. And uh, while she was pregnant, I decided to try to go out on tour with my friends, not even thinking about her feelings and her mental state and her mind, you know, a woman's pregnant and... It really hurt her feelings because she felt like she gave up her whole life for me and I was just still out trying to be a fuck boy and not grow up and be a man and be a husband. So that kind of hurt her. But that was an addiction, you know, my addiction. Another addiction, I traded I traded the drugs for trying to get famous and being obsessed with playing music and being in punk bands and hardcore bands and fucking being that guy, you know. But, you know, it was time for me to grow up and be a fucking man and be a father. And... uh we had our kid, you know. It's crazy having kids, dude. If you don't have kids, you better be fucking prepared, dude. I was 30 years old when I had my first kid, and I still wasn't ready. And then we had another kid, and I still continued to act like that fucking dickhead, dude, who was trying to be famous and hurt her, and it made her more mad, you know. She's, she's fucking newly sober. We both have mental problems. We both have addictive personalities, you know. We both fucking are serial monogamous. And so, man, it just caused a lot of a lot of drama, dude, and a lot of fighting. And finally, I was like, fuck, dude, you got two kids. You got to fucking chill out and be a dad. So it's like, what do I trade? Now, I still play music with my buddy Hank Trank. We got a goth kind of synthwave band called The Dark Season. 
but he has a kid too. And I knew I had to get in a band that I could kind of slow down and, you know, go at a medium pace in so I could spend time being a better father and being a better man. And, you know, I'm back in the fucking lane, but the damage that I did to my wife is done, you know? The resentment and abandonment that I made, made her feel is done. So, you know, not only do I got to work on myself, but I got to work on rebuilding that relationship with her. And we're getting there, dude. She's an amazing woman. She doesn't know because I don't tell her enough. But, dude, she's the fucking shit, man. She moved here for me. She had she gave me two children that nobody else ever gave me that I love more than anything in the world. And she's fucking badass, dude. She works her ass off. She's tough. She's badass. She's a lady in the streets and a freak in the sheets. And uh, I'm really lucky to have her. But I'm pouring my heart out and letting you know all this. Yeah, the X in my, in my name of Nerdcore is for the straight edge, but... I, you know, I had to slow down on music and, you know, I was like, man, what, what other creative projects can I do? And having kids and slowing down on the music and being sober, I really got back into the things I loved as a kid, like sci-fi movies, horror movies, comic book movies, action figures, comics. And one day I was watching YouTube and I saw this guy, Glenn Webb, man. He was so cool, dude. And I was like, people do this shit? People watch this shit? Found out later that Glenn Webb had passed. Rest in peace. But, you know, Glenn Webb was my main inspiration to get into doing this YouTube channel that I have, reviewing action figures and comic books and stuff. And it's also something I can do at night when my family's asleep. And it's fun. And it's a project I can do all, all on my own. And it doesn't risk any time with my family, dude. Because my most important thing is to be a good father. I had a bad, bad fucking childhood. I'm not going to get into that right now. But if you guys like me getting real like this on the podcast, let me know, dude, because I can get real as fuck. Um, but I just want my my kids to have a good life and my wife, and I want us to all be happy. And uh, I realized lately, uh, I, I really like this guy, Russell Brand. He's a comedian. He's really funny. He's charming. I love his podcast, dude. If you want to listen to some spiritual shit that's going to put your mind in the right direction and make you feel good, listen to Russell Brand's podcast, Under the Skin. But I was looking at audiobooks. I listened to a lot of audiobooks at work with this Bluetooth headphone that I said was a fucking uh, hearing aid. Because <laughs> I fucking, my job's so boring. It's like all I can do to endure it is listen to fucking audiobooks and shit all day. But uh, I listened to his book, Recovery. And it's about the 12-step system, which I rejected before because I was really against Christianity and religion for a long time. And I thought that's what it was based off of. But Russell Brand was talking in his book, and, you know, actually you can look at it as a, any, any spiritual way or a secular way. You know, it's just a program, and it's a program that helps people with addictions of all kinds. People like me and Russell Brand, who traded one addiction for another, and it's the 12-step program. And it's a program that if you give it up and understand that your fucking way of life is not working... It can help free you from all your addictions and the self-hatred and pain that you feel inside. And, you know, the way he said it, man, I was like, damn, dude, this motherfucker's life mirrors mine. He traded drugs and alcohol for fucking other addictions like sex, porn, fucking food, work. And I was just like, god damn, this fucking shit speaks to me, dude. I need to try this 12-step system. So I went to his website. I printed off the fucking program. I'm going through the program right now. 
I'm at the part where you got to write down all your resentments and all the bad shit you've done to people and then meet up with a mentor, talk about your resentments and uh, try to formulate a plan to make amends and apologize to everybody you fucked with. But make a long story short, yeah, technically I'm straight edge, but I just realized lately I've been a dude who's in like fucking recovery for almost 10 years and an addict and... You know, although I've never broke edge, uh, I'm accepting that, hey, man, maybe you need more help because life gets stressed and you keep turning to angry or addictive personalities. And, man, it's fucking 2019, dude. This world's fucking crazy, man. And shit's bad. And, you know, my kids are going to grow up in this world and I need to set a fucking example for them. So in 2019, it's all fucking positivity and love, man. And I started it off kind of bad, but if y'all see me being a fucking hater, call me out on this shit, man, because it's all about love and positivity in 2019. We're going to change this fucked up world, man. All this toxic fandom and fucking, uh, you know, comic book and movie culture. And yeah, man, I fucking commissioned a shirt of uh, Jared Leto making fucking Joaquin Phoenix's Joker cry and about to shoot him. But, you know, it's fucking funny, dude. I don't want anything fucking bad to happen to Joaquin Phoenix, dude. I don't give a fuck about his version of the Joker, so I'm not going to watch his movie. But I, wish, I don't wish anything bad on the dude, man. And by the way, I got a petition for fucking Jared Leto's Joker movie, so I appreciate it if y'all hit the link tree in my bio and go sign that. Because I still believe... I still believe that motherfucker needs a chance, dude, because he's the shit, dude. He's my favorite Joker. But anyway... I know this shit was fucking super deep. It was probably too much. But hey, man, let me know if y'all feel this real shit, dude, and I'll fucking keep coming with it. But make a long story short and a whole lot of therapeutic bullshit in between, that X in the middle of nerdcore is to represent the straight edge. It might, I might be, you know, consider myself just a recovering addict in the 12 steps trying to make it right now, but the straight edge is what saved my fucking life. AFI, Davey Havoc, thanks a lot. But uh, I think that's about it, man. I don't even know how long this podcast is. But if y'all like it, please go to iTunes, man. Give me a five-star review. Five stars only, you motherfuckers. I'm floating above your house right now watching you. And you you hit one star, no. You hit two star, no. You hit three, no. Four, hell no. Five star only. I'm just fucking with y'all, man. Do whatever you want. But, uh... Hit the link tree in the description if you want to uh, link up with me on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. Check out my YouTube channel. Get a shirt or sign the Jared Leto Joker petition. Appreciate y'all listening, not watching. I'm tired as hell. I'm fucking starting to slur. I got to go to work in the morning. But uh, for real, man, I appreciate y'all. Peace.